1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the busiest of Monday nights. Rangers beat Partick after a whole heap of drama. Ian McCall loses his job and Michael Beale will now welcome Wraith Rovers in the next round after their win cost Stevie Hamill his job. Hope you're keeping up so far. Celtic have been drawn away to Hearts after beating St Mirren with Ange Postacoglu insisting he spent last week focused on that game and not lead speculation. And if Darvel add another chapter to their fairy tale tonight they'll play air with Inverness Cali against Kilmarnock completing the quarter final lineup. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Cammy Bell and Roger Hanna. Gordon, I said to a man in the pub on Friday night, it's a pretty dull Scottish cup draw, isn't it? <laughs> then we see Celtic score five, a penalty at each end, a St Mirren red card, Mother will lose at race and sack the manager, Inverness score three at Livy to put them out. There's extra time penalty controversy here. Kelly finally win in the road and then at Ibrox, five goals including one that Partick Thistle were allowed to score, a massive bust-up, and on the way home, the Jags sack the manager. If that's a dull draw, I can't wait for the quarter-finals. Anything else to add, Cammy Bell? What have we missed? Just an incredible weekend of uh, Scottish uh, football, and again, we've got a huge night tonight for Darvel and Falkirk, two teams that will be desperate to get to the next round of the Cup. I'm not sure we've had as many individual talking points on a Monday night for a long time And this is always a busy show on a Monday night So this is the level to which we've elevated things tonight Come on down 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need I, I, I don't even really know where to begin In terms of yesterday at Ibrox, it had everything How many People out there have ever seen that before A manager ordering his players to let the opposition score To make up for a goal that he felt shouldn't have stood at the other end That might be a good place to start Quite simply Rangers fans Was that the right decision or was it not the right decision? 01419511025 Of course we can get to Rangers performance at some point The victory, some refereeing VAR decisions within that game Partick Thistle fans You've gone presumably from what Being proud of the team To not having a manager By the time 9, 10 o'clock rolled around What do you make of that? 01419511025 Motherwell fans You're looking for a new manager Was it the right time to pull the trigger On Stevie Hamill After a huge cup shock at Wraith Rovers And as the guys have said We're not even done yet Because we've got Darvel against Falkirk tonight We've just had the draw Celtic fans, I'm sure you could have uh, hoped for a slightly easier tie away to Tynecastle That sticks out as tie of the round uh, But it has opened up for a few of the other teams as well So come on, let's share it all together 0141 951 1025 uh, Result of the weekend, Roger? Result of the weekend Sorry Gordon Wraith Rovers 3 mm-hmm. Motherwell 1 um, It will be remembered as the day Stevie Hamill lost his job at Motherwell Manager but fair play to Ian Murray and Wraith Rovers They'd gone two hours at Dens Park in midweek To get into the Challenge Cup final And they still found reserves of energy To see off a Premiership side And get into the last day of the Scottish Cup And they're going to Ibrox Result for you? Yeah, another Championship team It's got to be Inverness away to Livingston A phenomenal 3-0 um, victory at Inverness High-flying Livingston as well Who are flying in the league at the moment And Inverness turn up and Turn them over Goal of the weekend Goal of the weekend 
A few contenders uh, Matt O'Reilly Rio Hitati Second goal But the one for me That really stood out Scott Tiffany How often do Stop you see Stop it An away player at Ibrox no. Beating all 10 Rangers outfield players <laughs> And Alan McGregor Did his best to keep it out But no Scott no, Tiffany no, scored no, for No fifth. no no Cammy Bell A serious answer from you yeah, listen, I've got to give it to Billy Mackay I'm unsure which one Because oh, there were two Billy. unbelievable strikes from Billy Mackay I might go just for the second one Flew across the goalkeeper into the top corner And he was phenomenal Forget that, what about a bit of negativity? Howler of the weekend Howler of the weekend for me is the Partick Thistle board A new board of directors at Fur Hill um, If they want to sack the manager He's assisting his first team coach And appoint a new management staff that is their prerogative, Gordon. But I thought to do so two, two and a half hours after arguably Thistle's best performance in months, I thought it was ill-timed. For me, it's ill-judged. And it was very, very unfair on a good man who has done an awful lot for Partick Thistle over two spells as manager. What do you think, Partick Thistle fans? Cammy Howler of the weekend? Yeah, your club Motherwell just in general Again, <laughs> whole club Great <laughs> Yeah, um, again sacking their manager Chief executives leaving Players are underperforming Leagues, uh, struggling in the league And out of the cup now But other than that uh, It's going fine um, And man of the weekend Top man, top performer Who would it be? Well, Cammy's already given him the goal So I have to give him performance sure. Billy McKay um, he has rolled back the years lately Is that 7 and 8 games Or 8 and 9 games I think A fantastic run of goal scoring form For Cali Thistle And Cammy's old team Kelly Up there in the quarter finals Billy McKay will be looking out for them Top man of the weekend for you Cammy uh, Michael Beale I'm going to go Michael Beale for alone His uh, Rangers team to Let the, the Partick Thistle player Waltz through and just um, Give the goal back That, that Again that obviously mm. shouldn't have been given um, The Rangers goal So um, yeah Alan McGregor did his best on the line to, to stop it and was a bit unhappy At doing it but yeah Michael Beale for me Well that seems like a good place to start doesn't it Anyone who watched the game at Ibrox yesterday Particularly you Rangers fans was that the right thing to do or was it not the right thing to do? Jimmy in Yoker, what do you think? Wrong. Totally wrong. Why? Uh, I'm, I'm not into this integrity. Right, first of all, the Tillman tackle should have been a red card. The referee didn't even go and look at it. <coughs> Excuse me. And then uh, when Tillman put the ball in it, there was at least four Thistle players who actually attacked him, pushed him to the ground. Referee done nothing. But this, um, we're in a woke situation here, isn't it? Um, everything, we need to write this wrong and all that. There's a lot of Rangers fans for me talking absolute rubbish, right? They're saying it's kept the integrity of Rangers intact and that. Would the same Rangers fans be saying today, today that we're out of the cup and it's integrity that counts? Of course they wouldn't. They need to wake up. It was a wrong decision and I'm actually disgusted with what Michael Beale has done. It's an absolute rubbish decision. Hibs, uh, sorry, Partick Thistle tried to kick us off the park yesterday. And the referee didn't help the situation. And some of their tackles were a disgrace. The tackle on Tillman could have Tillman out for a couple of games. We don't know the extent of his ankle injury, but the guy stamped on him. And it was absolutely disgusting. So it was a well-deserved goal for me. And any Rangers fan who, who thinks different, then their heads in the clouds. I mean, Cammy, you disagree. You you gave Michael Beale your man of the weekend for a show of integrity, and Jimmy with a great opening line. I'm not into integrity. I think he said. 
Yeah, like listen, Jimmy's um, entitled to his opinion. Uh, my opinion is that I, I think Tillman got it wrong. He, he didn't maybe understand the situation um, when he's went through on goal, and I think the reaction of the Partick Thistle players was natural. There was nothing nasty on it. They were just letting him know how unhappy they were. And for me, I, I just think Michael Beale's made the right call and says, look. We shouldn't have done that. Allow them to have the goal back, and we'll go and win the game the proper way. And and they and they did that. They got over the line. They won the game. They weren't at their best yesterday, um, but they ended up winning the game. And there's no black cloud over them. Not having that, Jimmy. No, I, 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 Cammy, I don't understand what your, what your your rationale is here. No, are you trying to tell me that it was a natural reaction, but the Thistle players didn't tell me? Yeah. You saying that's natural? Uh, no, you, listen. You so, watch the game. So yeah, listen. Actually, see what they did. The, the, the five of them get run them, and they pushed them to the ground. That's a sending off. Jimmy, you would have been furious if it yeah. happened the other way, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Absolutely furious. Of course, I. Well, then, so that's well, what the Partick Thistle like, players were not. Not to say that it was okay, no, but that, that's yeah, where listen, it comes it, from. It that's wasn't, it wasn't from. okay, and it's not the right thing to do. But ultimately, it's, it's the emotion coming out in the Partick Thistle players. And I expect the Rangers players to have done the exact mm. same as, as you said if it had been against them. So I just think it was a natural reaction. I don't think there was any malice in it. They were just allowing them to know that you've done the wrong thing here. Um, you can see from, as he was falling to the ground, he was sort of looking as if. Listen, What's well, uh, <laughs> right, well, listen. Mike, Michael Beale has done the correct thing. Malik Tillman. Well, Jimmy, he politely Mike, disagrees. Malik Tillman didn't quite know what was happening. He'd Let's been play, injured. Can, or, we been play, injured in a, yeah. play Michael Beale's yeah. explanation. Sorry, quickly. It makes sense. Here's what Michael Beale had to say. This was his explanation, his rationale that Jimmy's not happy with. I think if you watch the whole thing back, obviously I'm watching it. Malik gets injured and we play the ball out, but Malik's laying down on the floor, so he doesn't see that we've played the ball out. So by the time Malik gets up two or three minutes later, because it took time, he sees that they've got a throw on. He actually puts his arm up to the referee as if to say how they've got a throw, and then he goes and presses it like he's been taught. He's completely unaware of the situation, of what's happened, the ball being played out. I had to speak to my bench to make sure that that's what they saw as well. Malik actually came over and I spoke to him. He confirmed it. So it was the right thing to do. I'll tell you why it was the right thing to do. Because Malik Tillman is a fantastic young player and I don't want that hanging around his head. He's never cheated anyone in his life and as a football club, we've got high standards. We don't need to do that to be party fissile at home. And it was a complete misunderstanding. It was, it was not in fitting with the game, the way it was played or the way it was played after. I thought afterwards the players all managed to play the game well. But... If you watch the whole scenario back, then it was just a big misunderstanding. So I'm glad that we're through tonight, and I'm glad we're not talking about that as the reason that we're through. They're not fairly logical, Roger. Yes, a lot but of that. that aspect of it is. But going back to some of Jimmy's points, the initial challenge on Tillman, I thought, was naughty. And it takes mm. me back to my main point around the game. The referee and the VAR were hopeless. They were never in control of it. I think you and Jimmy will agree on now, that much. It could have been a red card. Maybe not, mm. but they should have been looking at it and taking a proper look at it. When Tillman is shoved over, when yeah. Tillman is shoved over, it's not a red card challenge because the hands go below the neckline. Yeah. But it's a booking. Thistle players should right. have been booked for that. Thistle could have had a penalty in the first half for a challenge by Tillman when he wrestles one of their players to the ground, the edge of the box. Tillman's own penalty that he got wasn't a penalty. If it's a foul, it's outside the box. And by the way, the possibly the worst decision of them all was the penalty that Thistle got for that handball by Antonio Cholak. The, the officials were mm. 
I'd lost control yesterday uh, Jimmy when you hear Michael Beale's explanation And he's you know, saying that he wants to protect Malik Tillman Because he did this innocently He didn't know what was going on He's gone and scored the goal So Michael Beale sees an opportunity to protect a 20 year old player and, and not have him called a cheat And not have Rangers progress because he did that Do you see anything at all in, in why Michael Beale would arrive at that decision? I can see part of it But he wouldn't have been able to make that statement if we'd have got beat we did not want to win the game in that manner. What would have happened if Rangers had got beat yesterday? Mm. This this would have been meltdown. It probably been meltdown tonight. Anyway, yeah. that's my point, Gordon. The point of the fact is, yes, he's protecting one of his players, and the the tackles for this. Look, the two penalties were never penalties. I've got to agree with that. We all thought sitting there that the the, the the penalty for Rangers was never a penalty. It was outside the box. It was a free kick at the very most. So it was never a penalty. Thistles was a joke. But they tried to kick us off the park yesterday and Michael Beale would not have made that statement. He would not have been unable to make mm-hmm. that statement if we'd have lost that game yesterday. Yeah, a few people are making that point. I've got a tweet from Gaz. Would Michael Beale have let Partick go up and score if Tillman's goal had been a late equaliser? It's an interesting hypothetical, Cammy. My, my guess would be, if you put that to Michael Beale, he would say, well, it wasn't. And we didn't lose. So, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I get why it's fascinating. But pe- it's one of these... Hypotheticals that we could just go around in circles all day on that, and you would go around in circles all day in that because it's, it's a really difficult one to answer. If, if circumstances were different and it was later on in the game, would Michael Beale have done that? I'm unsure. I don't know. Um, that's a difficult one, but I think the timing of it when it happened, he realised. Look, as he said in his statement there, that, that there could have been a black cloud hanging over Tillman for a, a period of time in Scottish football. He doesn't want that for a youngster in his team. Um, so he allowed them to go and get the goal And he had confidence that Rangers were going to score another goal To, to progress mm. through the next round Well Jimmy clearly feels very strongly And I don't think he'll be alone You could hear lots of boos ringing around Ibrox When it happened yesterday There's been a real divide on social media Jimmy is disgusted with Michael Beale And any Rangers fan who agrees is living in cloud cuckoo land Or words to that effect John in Canvas Lang Are you on said cloud? Uh, good evening uh... Gordon, uh, Roger and Cammy. Hey, uh, no, I'm, I'm different up in uh, Jimmy uh, watching it unfold and Michael Beale, I think, showed a lot of class yesterday by letting a party official go up the part and scoring because, as I said, he's protecting one of his young players. I think he's been one of the best young players in Scottish football this season and if that comes over, uh, it could affect, could affect him the way he is, goes to other grounds, labelled a cheat. I don't think, watching the game back, I don't think he knew. He did, definitely didn't know what had happened. He's got up for an injury. He's looked up and he's pressing. The way we press teams, he doesn't know that they're going to kick it up the park. And I feel, I remember one of your players, Gordon, uh, 18-year-old team, he scored a goal a couple of years ago and he, for two or three days, that's what I spoke about. Michael Beale's done the right thing. He showed a lot of class. I think since he's came to Rangers, he's showed a lot of class. When he speaks about other teams, he shows a lot of respect. When he speaks about other teams and other players, even when we're linked to players in the January window, since he's came to Rangers, I think he's showed a lot of class. And yesterday, he showed it again. And Tillman could have been affected by that offence uh, uh, yesterday, but he, he went on there actually have another good 20 minutes for Rangers, in my opinion. Yeah, so I think you two are in agreement with John, but it's fascinating the depth of disagreement on this. You know, well, yeah. let, let's be honest there. Jimmy's was not a mild no. disagreement and, and, with what Michael Beale's done. And let's be honest as well. 
Kevin Holt had a better first touch than the rest would ever have happened. Yeah, and and well, um, I get, I, get, I, get uh, I know you, I know your tongue's in your cheek there, but this is something but, actually. I'm glad, well, I'm glad listen, you referenced that though, because I'm getting loads of tweets to that effect, right? And I, I want to try and cut through some of that. People saying, ah, you know, Kevin Holt miscontrolled the ball. It's not really the point, is it? No, it's not. And it's also not another one, the other one of, um, <clears throat> you know, when the Partick Thistle players pushed Malik Tillman to the ground or whatever. Again, you're not going to enjoy that if you're a Rangers fan. Try and climb inside Michael Beale's head. You're not, you're not going to have Michael Beale saying, "Well, do you know what? I want to be sporting and I want to give the ball back." But they just pushed Malik Tillman, so I'm therefore not going to do that. That's just never the way the thought process would work, is it? Yeah, and listen, it's a home game against Partick Thistle. He said it himself. Imagine you fast forward two weeks and that incident plays out in the League Cup final. It becomes a far harder decision for Michael Beale. Oh, I'll be phoning in sick, that's or, for sure. Or Ange Postacoglu to make in a scenario sure. like that. Michael Beale had confidence in his team that even at 2-2, they would go on and win the mm-hmm. game. And they did go on and win the game. But I don't think that should in any way, you know, minimise, belittle the decision that Michael Beale took. It was a bold decision. Um, I think, you know, just even the look in his face, I think he was... He knew he had to do it But wasn't wholly happy doing it The look in Alan McGregor's face Said he wanted to dive <laughs> At Scott Tiffany's feet And save the ball And the jeers around the ground Showed that a, a, Quite a large number of Rangers fans mm. Weren't happy with the decision I think And I don't want to throw integrity Out the window like Jimmy did I think in Terms of sportsmanship Michael Beale Stood up very well yesterday And took the right decision Lots of your fellow Rangers fans Though John As we've heard already Not having that What about some of those Counter arguments The players pushed Malik Tillman over What if it had been in a You know a different game What if Rangers had lost Does none of that bother you Hindsight's a great thing Who knows What would happen in a different game But um, It was yesterday's game And yeah they did push him And they They were just angry But they didn't push him With any malice It was a, a push over It was like, I don't mean it was comical it wasn't, There wasn't any harshness in it And they got booked And I think bookings were sufficient To what happened to the players uh, I thought the, the game in the whole was The referee had an absolute terrible game I mean There were two penalties As somebody says I thought some of the time wasting Yesterday was unbelievable I mean the party fistle goal They must have got warned about eight times Before they got booked But in general We're through to the next round I'm happy with that We go away and it's a pat on the back for Michael Beale for doing the right thing. Uh, some Rangers fans that they were booing, yeah, when he was running up the park. But as you say, he's protecting his players, and he's 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 committed us. For some Rangers, some Rangers fans were saying social media he should get sacked for doing that yesterday. Like, he's having a laugh. I think about thirteen games at the fourteen will win. But Michael Beale, some of the games have been great at times, uh, the performances, but we're getting the results. Some of the games uh, under Geo, we were never won. And I think uh, Beal has come in He's made a lot of the players better He's got them playing well And the players were brought in And Nate Raskin yesterday I thought looked like a great player yesterday And I think it's all positive yesterday Have you, you asked me? Yeah, well we're only 15 minutes in The first Rangers fan is disgusted with Michael Beal Thinks everything's woke And we shouldn't be trying to right every wrong And the second fan wants to pat Michael Beal on the back For a great show of sportsmanship and integrity Scottish football never fails to disappoint 01419511025 More of the same next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Cammy Bell are here 01419511025 Looking back on 
a game, to be quite honest, at Ibrox yesterday, which could have taken up a two-hour-plus phone-in on its own. And that's before we get to the fact that Motherwell sacked their manager, Wraith knocked them out, Darvel play Falkirk tonight, the cup draw's just taken place, Ange Postacoglu spoke for the first time about speculation linking him with Leeds, and on we go. So 01419511025. Still not got a manager, have they? Busy. They haven't, no. And we'll maybe get to that a bit later on, but I can see so many calls coming in uh, about the game at Ibrox yesterday. So 01419511025. Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's go back with Andy Who's on the line What do you think Andy? Hi there How's it? How are you doing panel? Good. Right? Yeah, all good Good good. Just want to give a wee shout out First to uh, my wee nephew Ethan Who was at his uh, first game Yesterday for Rangers So, so I'm glad, glad okay. You'll not forget that In a hurry Andy uh-huh. I know exactly That's what I was thinking What a, what a game for him to, to go to For his first um, my point was just that I just tuned in just to the end of the last caller before he went to the break, and he was he was all praise, and you like you'd said that the first caller was uh, wasn't happy with the decision. Um, I'm, I'm a wee bit on the fence with it because I understand why it was done and the sportsmanship and all that, but I'm just thinking, you know, what if that came back to to bite us in the bum and that we'd let them get that equaliser and then they went on and scored and we're out of the cup. All the Rangers fans would have been after them. I think the last caller would have been had a different opinion. Um, and then I'm thinking about what about against other teams? Because we we heard in the press conference that he still spoke about his friendship with, with Ian McCall. Um, now would that would the, the same thing have been same sportsmanship been given if it was against Celtic or against Aberdeen? Oh, I do like this theory because remember it was only Friday we had it revealed that Ian McCall sent a nice letter. To Michael Beale when he was the QPR manager, Roger Hanna, was it the sending of that letter that secured this act of sportsmanship yesterday? No, no. <laughs> Listen, they, they are friendly. You could see there was a warm handshake in the touch line, but immediately after the incident, and again at the final whistle. No, I don't think it had anything to do with their friendship. I think at that stage in the game, Michael Beale made the right decision. Now I don't know whether the decision would have been different. If Partick Thistle had been 2-0 up I don't know whether the decision would have been different If it was a League Cup final against Celtic Balanced at 0-0 at the time I don't know whether it would have been different If it was Pataudry against Aberdeen As Andy says We can only work in what actually happened And it was a home game A cup tie against Thistle Allowing Scott Tiffany to run through For that terrific goal Made it 2-2 And Michael Beale had faith and confidence In his Rangers team That they could go on in the last 20 minutes or so And win the tie and they did And it was good if Thistle would score an own goal to let them win it Oh exactly yeah no, To return the favour um, Andy There is an incredible divide here This has become clear already Lots of Ibrooks could be heard booing yesterday I don't know if your nephew was one of them um, They are obviously Like I said already a, a split on the phones Is this Is this a difficult one now for Michael Beale Because he's he, I don't know what the percentage would be But there's clearly a number of fans out there That, that feel he really made the wrong call And it's early on in his, his Managerial career at Rangers And on the pitch he's getting it pretty much right In terms of winning games all the time Could he have done without this? Yeah potentially I think that I think that it would have been a different matter If uh, we were winning 4-1 four, four Or something like that And, and then gave them the, the, them the goal backs We were sitting, sitting in a comfortable position But to do it when it was there was you know you Partick Thistle 
gave us a good game. They were playing well and they were threatening at times. So it it really could have come back to bite us in the bum, and that could have been there could have been a whole like many many more people. I know right now it's split. I think that it would have been all on the that there was the wrong decision to to make if we went out of the cup. See, to be fair though, Andy, right? See if you're assessing the decision making process in the moment by Michael Beale. Is it not is it not a slightly different lens you need to look at it through? Because you're not alone. I've had loads of tweets, calls already. What if we'd lost the game? What if it was Celtic? What if it's Aberdeen? What if it's Petodre? But if you're there in that moment and it's all happening round about you and you're Michael Beale, why you would why would you think about what you would do if you were at Petodre? I mean, you wouldn't, would you? That's that's a, a sort of byproduct that comes afterwards. That conversation. No. I know, I know what you're saying. I'm, that's that. The thinking about other games is uh, is he's not going to be going through his mind. But personally, at the time when I was watching the game, just because the way the scoreline was and how the game was panning out, I was against it, um, and I was getting more nervy and nervy, nervous and nervous as the clock went on before we got the the winner. So. It sounds like Cammy, there was no, that there was no unanimous right thing for Michael Beale to do then in the eyes of the Rangers fans. That's not a great position to be in if you're a manager. No, listen, he. I think being early on in Michael Beale's managerial um, career at Rangers, it's not something that he would have wanted to do and make a decision on. But he had to at that moment in time, as you say. I think, I think he'll he'll have looked at a lot of things. He's a very clever man. He'll have looked at the time on the clock. He'll obviously have known how the game was going and how it was flowing. Again, he was very confident that his team would eventually get over the line and beat Partick Thistle at Ibrox. So for me, he's made the right decision because he's he's gave his reasons for it, which is protecting his player. Going forward Which I think is a really good thing to do And a brave thing to do for a manager He wants to protect his players So he's made it clear he's done that For Malik Tillman's future um, And and for me, as I say I think he'll have taken a lot of things into consideration When he's made that decision um, And ultimately he's got it right Rangers have won the game of football They've progressed to the next round of the cup So, yeah Of the decisions Michael Beale took yesterday I think his team selection decisions were riskier for Rangers' yes. progress than the decision to let Partick Thistle score a goal. Well, this is the thing. You do this as well, Roger. I'm sure when if I'm watching a game, I always just think about what does this mean for Super Scoreboard? And I was pretty sure we would have a good old debate about the handball when, it, when I saw that happen. Yeah. And I was pretty sure we were going to get some Rangers fans angry, frustrated, whatever the word is, about how they made it really heavy weather yesterday yeah. at home to a not particularly informed championship side. Um, so I'm not for a second saying Michael Beale is glad Malik Tillman did it on, on that regard, um, but it certainly has stopped a lot of people talking about the actual football match. Yeah, and look, listen, the bottom line is I think Michael Beale will be quite glad to get yesterday out of the way. Rangers are through, they've won the tie, they've got home quarter final against Wraith Rovers, more championship opposition coming to Ibrox Gordon. Mm. They've now got a week. To prepare for going to Livingston A Livingston side who are sort of Blowing hot and cold I saw them terrific against Kelly last weekend They were awful against Inverness at the weekend And then after that They've got another clear week Before a League Cup final And we'll mm. see if there's any repeat of Yesterday's drama in that game I, I've got a funny feeling Most of the calls are going to be on the, the drama um, Cammy, but quickly on, on the football match Did Rangers make that a lot harder Than it needed to be I mean obviously Got to give credit to Partick Thistle yeah. They did very well And went about their business In impressive fashion Was it a dis- was it another Sort of Underwhelming Ibrooks performance 
yeah, Despite the, the the positive result Yeah it was a, a sticky performance Again first half They struggled to get going And, and any sort of tempo to the game And didn't threaten the Partick Thistle goal at all Really in the first half And yeah I, I just feel as if it was one of them games That the, the, once they don't start well Rangers I think it takes them a period of time to get going um, And Partick Thistle were good yesterday Listen they made it really difficult for Rangers at Ibrox I think everyone was all the fans were expecting to go and be a 3 4 0 easy victory, especially being at Ibrox, but it didn't work out that way. And listen, the main thing is in cup f- football is to get through to the next round. They managed to do that in a in a controversial manner, obviously. Um, but they they've they've done it and got there. Uh Partick Thistle fans, what was your take on it all? Um Ian McCall was very complimentary about the decision. Of course, this clip is now Verging on redundant Because he's no longer The Partick Thistle manager Which is dramatic in itself And I wonder if you'd give us uh, Your thoughts on that please um, But speaking before that Ian McCall says he was Proud of the display And and uh, thinks it was a classy gesture From Michael Beale Well from my point of view I thought uh, Malik Tillman Didn't really realise What was going on uh, And I don't blame the referee Because I'm not sure He can stop it Maybe he can, I, I'm not sure of the rules and that, but I'm not sure he realised what was going on and, and, he, and he scored the goal and quite obviously he, he should retreat and just, we were just about to kick it back to them. And then Mick made the decision, which I think reflects very well on him and this football club. Although if Al McGregor, I thought at one point, wasn't going to let him put it in the net. Um, and then it was game on after that, 2 all. So I, I, I hold no ill feeling towards Malik Tillman whatsoever. I, I'm not sure he really realised the... What he was doing We're just weird disappointed We lost the third goal Would that match your understanding Cammy? I think You know both managers On the same page When you watch it back You can kind of see Even Cholak spots it And Cholak sort of pointing As if to tell Malik Tillman No What are you doing The Partick Thistle players Are all pointing the other way Is that Is that fairly easy to pick up Yeah I think it is When you look back at the The situation The way that it plays out um, Tillman as we spoke about Was injured And then gets up <clears throat> I don't think Really realises The the situation Holt takes a bad touch Albeit And then Nicks it off him And as you see You can see Cholak And also the reaction Of the other players Nobody's running up To support him um, He's on his own So uh, Yeah mm. It was just I think it was a really Unfortunate situation For Tillman um, And I think Ian McCall's um, Described it very well And, and spoke highly of a, a Of a football club He's very close to as well So yeah, I think it, I think for me they've done the right thing, and and I just feel as if it it would have been in different circumstances. Yes, it could have been different if it was later on in the game, if it was a different scoreline. But for me, they've done the right thing. Partick Thistle fans, what's on your mind tonight? Let's go to Stuart first, who's a Rangers fan in California. What was your take on it from all the way over there, Stuart? Hey, good morning everybody Thank you very much for taking my call Gordon, Roger, I'm sorry I missed the third person It's Cammy Bell, he's here and we, we think he's from far away when he travels <laughs> up from Annan, Stuart But you've taken it to a new level with your good morning uh, What did you make of it then yesterday? I met Cammy and Roger a good few times, they're good guys Okay, can I just, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it, <coughs> excuse me, succinct I'll get to this We were at Orange County Rangers Supports Club yesterday And when it initially happened, we went ballistic Me especially, right, I'll tell you that right now I don't I speak for everybody but my thought process was, was remember, this is not a football law that you need to do that, remember? So when it was one touch, two touch, three touch, and then he broke away. But where I get upset was when the goalkeeper, and I heard Roger saying, and I'm not going to count a Roger and anything, but Roger said, if he shoves you before, below the shoulders, Roger, it's not a foul, did you say? 
I don't think it's a red card. I think it's a yellow card rather than a red. Fair enough. Right, I'm fine with that. Um, But what about with the guy with the bad haircut that went in and shoved him as well? You know, so there's two. So that's what we were getting at was that one of the two should have been done. Now, remember that guy got sent off in the Southampton Leicester game a while ago. They went up, scored a goal, got chalked off him. The referee came back and sent him off because it was still, he still the tackle he'd done was in a Ray Vardens, I think his name was, was, in, was within the secrecy events. Anyway, that's by the by, but you get my point. You can still take action even if something's brought back. And I don't want anybody sent off. I don't want, honestly don't. But, and by the way, just a side bill, I thought McGregor was going to, I thought McGregor was going to save it. That's another thing. And also, there was another thing in my thought when I calmed down, right? I was totally bealing. On the radio in the morning, another a station in the morning says, well, if the game goes to a, a draw today, the game will be replayed at the former rugby union, rugby league in Greyhound racing track known as Sir Hill. We were all thinking it was going to go to a replay. Obviously, Bill knew that it was going to go to overtime and penalties, right? Bad heard during the week in the radio saying that the Queen's Park game, that Queen's Park Inverness tobacco thing, that there was no going to be any more replay. So that was another thing. And one of the young team at the club goes, he's going to get, give them a walk-in. They're like, no way he's going to do it. And he'd done it. When it was done and when it was all said and done, at two each, I was still bailing. But in the big picture of the thing, I'm actually very proud of Michael Bill. No, because he, he knew it was going to be extra 10 pounds. I'll tell you for why. When I was watching, when I went into the family thing yesterday for a thing called the Super Bowl, and I was just sitting reading Ranger stuff, when I saw it coming up in all the American feeds, and seeing how great and how sportsmanlike and everything it was, my, my mind changed because we won probably. All right, I'm not going to lie. All right, I'm straight up. I'm not going to lie. We didn't get beat. I might have all felt, felt the same. But the fact that everybody took it when it was the headlines and you know, the grumpy point and then it was that guy, Rennie. I thought it was fantastic. But it made even the American press all positivity. Rangers have been very fortunate in the past few years. Sure, you'd get a job at Roger Hanna's newspaper when you keep talking about being Beelan. I like that. Yeah, uh, Michael Beelan. I don't know if it was if it was deliberate or not. Um, we covered a fair bit of ground with Stuart, but I'm interested in Stuart's change in emotion because he's gone from Beelan, but he actually now understands it and he's now climbed down and he thinks it's reflected well on Rangers. So we've we've got three three categories tonight. Proper Beelan, the first caller. Next couple, nope, no problem. Does the right thing. And Stuart changed his mind. Was raging. Now gets the <laughs> the justification for it. What, what wow. an afternoon it was. Wow. It was amazing. It was an amazing afternoon. And, and we'll probably never see the likes of it again. But I get why Stuart's went from... You've seen it, by the way, in a game you've been involved in. Played um, many times. No, I've not. I've not. I listen, I've seen a lot of bizarre things. We scored a goal when I was actually playing with Partick Thistle. Scored a goal that then hit the back of the net, came out oh, I remember that and one. kicked it away. So I was playing in that game, which was very bizarre. But I've never seen um, what happened yesterday. But I get where Stuart's coming from. Being at that top end, initially absolutely raging. That's why I, I said Michael Beale's a clever man. He'll have fought this through at the side of the pitch, understood the time of the game, the way the game was flowing, and knew his team would have got over the line in the end up. Um, and listen, he, he, listen, Michael Beale's left his still open to a lot of criticism because there's still Rangers fans that don't think he's done the right thing. Um, but he had to make a decision either way, and I, I don't think he can win in this in this scenario. Wow. What a start Thank you Stuart 01419511025 Partick Thistle fans What did you make of it yesterday? There was a lot to get through I was anticipating Calls about pride and performance And maybe we'll still get them I wonder if that's been overshadowed By the fact you've sacked your manager What happened there? What do you make of it? Let us know 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Cammy Bell are here. I feel like we're only scratching the surface of events at Ibrox yesterday. It was that type of afternoon. And then it became even more newsworthy when late last night, just as Roger Hanna was settling down to have the Super Bowl on one screen and Love Island on the other, the news broke that Partick Thistle had relieved Ian McCall, the manager of his duties. Let's bring in Graham and Knightswood, who's a Thistle fan. What did you think when you saw that news last night, Graham? Shocked and baffled. Absolutely baffled. Um, I thought the cup tie was a fantastic cup tie. Uh, to comment on a few of your previous callers, I thought that the referee was terrible, the VAR decisions were terrible, the penalties were never penalties. Um, but a lot of pride in the fighting spirit that we showed. Um, I think we were expected to get a hiding at Ibrooks and went out and equipped ourselves very well. Um, I'm not a big fan of Ian McCall. The last time I was actually on the show uh, was when Ian McCall was first, uh, reappointed, and I'm not a big fan of him. But uh, to sack your manager and the management team after that display is just its stinking, frankly. Uh, I don't know what the decision-making process uh, has been. I don't know what the rationale is. Well, I don't know if this will satisfy you, Graham. but have you seen the statement that's just come out tonight? I haven't yet right, So there's a statement Came out tonight Like I said I'm not sure you'll agree with it But this is a, the, the attempted explanation At the rationale you're looking for uh, It came out about 20 minutes ago It says The primary aim for Partick Thistle Is to regain premiership status The management team Were given a budget To support this objective Given the squad assembled this season Everyone was united in the belief It was achievable The decision to relieve The management team Of their duties Was a strategic decision To achieve this Objective The timing of the decision Was to allow maximum preparation For upcoming championship match With Ear And so on And so forth it, They give credit They thank Ian Allen and Neil As they say um, That that Yeah that's a, That's kind of the headline If you like Buy any of that Well I mean fair enough We've got a big budget For the championship And we should be competing A wee bit better The Cove game was terrible uh, the Hamilton The result was A bad result But the first Half of that Hamilton game We absolutely Battered them And just couldn't get The ball in the back Of the net On another day We won that match 2 or 3-1 um, Yes Results haven't been As good as we'd like uh, But I think We're only 6 points Off second place um, Queen's Park Are just A complete anomaly they, They've come into The division And are doing Phenomenally well But remember that our growth did that last season And didn't get promoted um, I just I, Who do we get in And how can we possibly Make any better decisions Than Ian McCall and his team are making Between now and the end of the season There's no transfer window There's no way to get other players in um, I think Ian McCall knows the players very well He would admit himself That results haven't necessarily been good enough but uh, I mean to sack him at this point of the season is baffling enough but to sack him after that game yesterday is just nonsense yeah. it, it's, it's madness baffling stinking madness nonsense I think we're getting a fair <laughs> idea of how Graham feels yeah. Roger I give you that statement there um, what, what's your main gripe here the decision overall or the timing of it or both yeah 
Yeah, I would say both. You know, if they've charged Ian McCall with taking Partick Thistle up, he's a point off the promotion playoffs and there's still 13 games to go of the regular season. So they're not really giving him much of a chance to do his end of the deal, if you know what I mean. My understanding is senior players at the club are livid with the decision that's been taken. They were right square behind Ian McCall, Neil Scally and Alan Archibald. And I just don't know where Partick Thistle go now. Um, I think Graham's right. Who are they going to get in who will do a better job of taking them up than Ian McCall? I'd, you know, I'm ask, I'm throwing that out to Graham and the other Partick Thistle mm. fans because sitting here now, I can't think of anyone better equipped to take Partick mm. Thistle up than Ian McCall and his backroom stuff. Mm. Graham, really like to call. You've got your heart on your sleeve, some strong language. Let me just quickly move on so we can squeeze one more in before the news. Ian is a Thistle fan. Are you as confused and annoyed at that decision, Ian? No, um, it is time, it's time to go for McCall and his cronies. Um, I personally think that the, the Cove Rangers game the other week, after the defeat at Hamilton at home, uh, Cove Rangers game was pathetic. And I think the only reason that they, they never sacked him was because the Rangers game was on the horizon. They didn't want to sack him before that. And I think they've just let them have that game as a sort of farewell gesture because it would have caused too much disruption before the cup tie. And I think that's the only reason they survived till Sunday. Sounds like it's caused a bit of disruption already, though, Ian, doesn't it? I mean, you, you agree with it, which is fine. I'm, I'm not not even daring to attempt to, to get you to change your mind. But was there not a real... F- Verging on a feel-good factor last night Because you went to Ibrox You put in such a good performance There was such a great travelling crowd People came away feeling good about it And then sacked the manager that night I mean, is the timing not questionable? I think they just let them have that last game As a farewell gesture To be perfectly honest I think they were ready to go Uh, The Cove game was their last chance If there's any chance of winning the league They had to win it They lost quarter was Cove's first away victory of the season They'd lost to the second worst, the worst team in the championship the week before at Hamilton, only because Hamilton made three half-time substitutions and changed the game. Which McCall didn't react to yet again. He tried to copy that against the Cove Rangers game. He brought on three guys at halftime, which he's never done in his career before, and that didn't work for him either. Um, he's had his chances. He hasn't signed the players he needed to sign. Um, he had to go. Um, Definitely. When you, when you say that, Ian, is that down to Ian McCall or is that down to budget constraints that the new board have placed in the club? No, that was the players who you seen the players at the performance they put up yesterday. They obviously they raised their game, so the players have got to take some responsibility for the results as well. But McCall has been quite inept when it came to tactics and changing games that mm. weren't going his way. I, know, I heard I heard the commentator saying yesterday. I think the next three championship games are all away from home. Is it United, Dundee, and our both? Looks quite a sort of arduous run. Mm-hmm. I was asking the question after Graham, the previous caller, a Jags fan, w- went off yep. there. Ian. If it, if it was your decision, what do you do next? Who do you appoint? Who can take the club forward? Personally, uh, the man I would like to see is Jim Goodwin. Whether that's achievable, I don't know if they've got the cash for him. I know they've put Chris Dolan uh, in temporary charge. Who knows what will happen if they get a, a good lift for him coming back because he's a Jags legend as well. Um, but things had to change because I, I, I don't. If the player they played yesterday, they could pick something up the next three games. But that's down to the players, yeah. and it's really down. To- Let me throw it to Cami if you don't mind, Ian, because we're running out of time, and I know you know the club and the division <clears throat> yeah. very well, Cami. What was your take on it? 
Um, yeah, a little bit strange after after yesterday's result, but also I take Ian's point that Patrick Fissel would expect themselves to be further up that table than where they are. Probably more points yeah. on the table, but still they, one point off playoffs. Uh, no, it? yes, I totally agree, but I don't think they would expect to be ten points behind top of the table either. So True. you could flip it that way and look at it, that they are quite a distance off the top of the table. But the championship's so hard, and and Patrick Fissel have found that over the last few years. Um, Ian McCall has had a, a couple of goes at it now um, And the board have obviously came in and, and says Look you've had the budget We expected you to be closer than you were And he's not done that um, I think it's a bold decision Because I, I, I don't know I don't know where If they can get mm. somebody in between now and the end of the season That's going to be better than Ian McCall I really don't know that I don't think they can I think they would have been better sticking with Ian McCall Giving him the full season And saying look you need to get us promoted or you move on um, But they've, they've, they've moved on it just now So it's going to be a big, big call Of who they get in Fast running out of time Ian. Very quickly What did you make of the whole Scott Tiffany goal drama yesterday? Uh, I've nothing but respect for Michael Beale He's not in my estimation uh, It was a really, a really sporting gesture I can't believe the first guy who was on he didn't, he didn't believe in integrity I mean listen to the two different Rangers fans It sounded like a Rangers fan And a Celtic fan having a, Arguing a point because one said it was the right thing to do and the other one didn't. I think it was the right thing to do and I have total respect for the guy for doing it. Thank you very much. That was Ian, a Partick Thistle fan, to round off the first hour. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. We'll need to make this quick because there is a lot to get through in the second hour of tonight's show. But if you want to beat the pundit first, 0141 951 1025, call before 7 o'clock and you could be taking on Roger Hanna or Cammy Bell next. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Cammy Bell are here It feels like every Monday on this show is busy But this has taken it to, to new heights That game at Ibrox yesterday Between VAR, refereeing decisions uh, Malik Tillman scoring when Michael Beale felt he shouldn't have And allowing him to walk it in at the other end uh, Perhaps even an underwhelming Rangers performance And a good Thistle performance So much from that one game there's a lot more happening out there We are about to go to Darvel, One of the Scottish footballing stories of the season And it might not be over yet At home to Falkirk tonight We'll go there in a second Saturday's victory against St Mirren Was a good one I'm sure you would agree Celtic fans It was also the first time Ange Postacoglu was asked About all that speculation last week Linking him to lead So if you want to hear his answer You can do it very soon And you can get your thoughts across after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football right. Beat the Pundit time Let's see how we go this week Ross is on the line Are you confident, Ross? Hi guys uh, Yeah, I'm quite nervous as well I've only played once well, you've and played beat... once before, have you? How did it go? Not well, I'm guessing yeah, I, beat, I beat Hugh Evans with one ah, so... What have you got to be nervous about then? Uh, I think Rogers Rogers on tonight, so I'm I'm, I'm facing it. I've got Roger. True. I'm under the cosh. No offence, Cammy. Of course. Yeah. Um, none intended. None uh, heads, it would be. Have you ever? Oh, so this could, this excites me. Have you ever seen Roger Hanna play beat the no, pundit before? I've not. Have no. you not? No, I've heard. You're in for a treat if the coin goes. He is the. I could imagine the Lionel Messi yeah. of beat the pundit. <laughs> The Lionel Blair <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, heads it will be Roger Hanna Tails, it's Cammy Bell 
And you're getting to witness Greatness in action oh, I can't I'll just like putting the pressure can't on my head right, Thanks Gordon Sorry Thank Ross Nah it's alright yeah, right. Anyway he, he is so good that he starts on minus one So we'll bear that in mind And we'll get the clock ready But first of all Let's give him some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he can hear your attempt Ross 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know okay Yep worries, Let's go your time starts now Who is the last team to knock Celtic out the League Cup? Um, St Mirren Who's the only Jamaican who's played for Rangers this season? Pass Which Scottish Premiership player scored the most penalties this season? Um, Pass Who was the first top flight manager to be sacked in the Scottish Premiership this season? Jim Goodwin Who scored a double for Inverness against Livy on Saturday? Um, Which player was sold from Aberdeen to Liverpool last year? Um, uh, right back um, You've got pass. time mm, okay. You had time to answer it uh, Let's bring back Roger Can you hear us? Yeah Good same set of questions Shall we? Yeah Let's go Who was the last team to knock Celtic out the League Cup? Ross County Name the only Jamaican who's played for Rangers this season Come on Ruth Which Scottish Premiership player has scored the most penalties this season? Miofsky. Who was the first top flight manager to be sacked in the Scottish Premiership this season? Graham Alexander. Who scored a double for Inverness against Livian Saturday? Which player was sold from Aberdeen to Liverpool last year? Calvin Ramsey. Who was the permanent Thistle manager immediately before Ian McCall? Oh, Gary Caldwell. Which team did Giovanni Van Bronckhorst start and end his playing career with? Feyenoord. Okay. Ross, how did it go? I think Rogers. I've I've had an Aberdeen tonight I've had a shocker <laughs> <laughs> It's not the right company To be having a shocker He didn't get them all right himself I must say no. But anyway uh, The last team to knock Celtic Out the League Cup Was Ross County uh, You've tried to forget about it Ross That's what it is You've erased it from your memory um, But was that Was that the Something that's The, the fans game. I like Outside a, and stuff yeah, like that It was a disturbance yeah. outside Um so that's Roger level Because it's his minus one wiped out Kamar Roof is the only Jamaican Who's played for Rangers So Roger goes one in front None of you got the the penalty taker right And none of you said Tavernier I thought maybe that would be Your kind of obvious guess If you were going to get it wrong But it's Shankland Nine oh. from nine Wow What a record that is not bad Unbelievable no, I saw a start last fact There may have been you And seen in the show last week Aberdeen did the most penalties for And the most penalties true. against That is yeah. true I was yeah. only going on nah, that you right. probably missed a couple So it's Shankland Controversial this one But to be fair Graham Alexander was sacked Before the top flight season Kicked off wasn't he The day before So it's Jack Ross None of you got it anyway So Roger still leads You both got Billy Mackay So Roger stays one in front then he stretches his legs, Ross. Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen to Liverpool. He just couldn't quite get the name out there. Gary Caldwell immediately before Ian McCall. And Feyenoord for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. A six for Roger. Minus his one is a five. And it was just a one for you, Ross. Hard lines. Nah, I'll take it. Against Roger, you can expect any result, I suppose. On the wrong end of a 5-1 scoreline this weekend, of course, though, Ross. Because you're a Celtic fan. You must have been pleased to see it go the other way on Saturday. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought obviously with 15 minutes to go, I think it was still 1-0 at that point. It was getting a bit nervous and again, one goal brings it right back in. But I'm glad that we dug in and we managed to get through to the next round. And I'm looking forward to the game tonight and I really hope Darville do go through. It would be really good to see them progress. Interesting draw, of course, as well. Hearts away is probably one of the more one of the ones you'd have wanted to avoid. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, hearts are obviously flying at the moment and they're getting results and 
it's one of the games at Tynecastle. Every Celtic fan, obviously, is nervous going there, and I think uh, another game like at Tynecastle on top of the league games is is a bit much to ask. But again, obviously, if we can go there and hopefully try and get a result, and it's hopefully a trip to Hamden. Um, to try and get the Scottish Cup um, back off Rangers but um, no I'm looking forward to, to, to the game at Tynecastle they're always good games and, and hopefully as I say we, we get that result to get to take us to Hamden Good man Ross it wasn't to be and beat the pundit but nice to speak to you tonight 01419511025 what did you think Celtic fans about the game uh, what stood out for you what about the, the draw in the next round and as we said Ange Postacoglu's answer on all things Leeds um, coming up not too far in the future But first of all Let's go to Darville Which is featuring heavily On every Scottish football show this season Because They're writing their own Scottish Cup fairy tale And the next chapter sees Falkirk Come to Recreation Park And Andrew McLean is there Andrew Yeah I mean It's an incredible story isn't it And it could take An even bigger turn tonight You look at the coverage And how much Darville's profile Has risen during this run And that's because You know with all due respect Teams like Darvel aren't meant to make it this far in the competition. And that's a compliment to them because we saw how well they did against Aberdeen last time out. And they'll have ambitions of going even further. They'll have belief tonight they can beat Falkirk and set up what would be a local derby with Air United in the quarterfinals in the next round. But, you know, the, the whole run really has captured the, the imagination of, of, of the nation, really. But more importantly, the local community as well. I was walking along the main street here in Darvel earlier. There were Darvel posters on all the lampposts, locals wearing hats and scarves. And this is what the Scottish Cup is is all about. But we need to remember there are two teams in this uh, tie as well. A lot of talk about Darvel, but it's a huge night for Falkirk as well. You'd say they've underachieved over the last few seasons, so a Scottish Cup quarter-final would be absolutely massive for them as well. They're the SPFL side. They'll be keen to stamp their authority and get through in this game. It's filling up really nicely here as well at Recreation Park. I think there's expected to be around 1,800 Darvel fans in for this one tonight. 900 Falkirk fans as well. And and me talking about you know a, a club like Darvel aren't meant to be at this stage in the competition. Recreation Park sort of proves that because there isn't any media facilities whatsoever. My broadcasting kit at the moment is propped up on a wheelie bin. Um, you know, but it's a really old school feel. That, you know, people are just wandering about. You saw the manager, Mick Kennedy, just wandering through the crowd. The owner, John Gall, just doing the same earlier on. And, you know, everyone connected with Darvel have a feeling of real belief heading into this game because they've, they've seen what their team are capable of already in this competition. I'll give you a quick uh, run-through of the teams for Darvel. It's Chris Truesdale in goal, outfield players Cameron Needy, Daryl Meggett, Ian McShane, Jordan Kirkpatrick, Thomas Riley, Ross Meakin, Craig Moore, Chris McGowan, Craig Truesdale and Ross Caldwell for Falkirk. PJ Morrison in goal, the outfield players, Roe, McGinn, Henderson, Donaldson, Morrison, Nesbitt, McCann, Oliver, Mackay and Kennedy. It should be a real competitive game between these two sides. You speak to some players at Darvel, Mick Kennedy as well. They say that their team is kind of at the level of, you know, they feel they'd be able to compete in League 2, maybe even League 1. So this is the, the type of test that they'll think that they can really you know cause another team a problem you know the Aberdeen thing as much as it was a, a great result a lot of things went in their favour they did play very well Aberdeen were, were very poor on the day but this is a 
a game that they'll feel they can be really competitive in and have a real chance of getting through to the quarterfinals and get through to the last eight and a chance then of potentially reaching a Hamden semi-final, which is an incredible thought. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one tonight. So many big stories doing the rounds in Scottish football tonight. And at the moment, Roger, Andrew McLean and his wheelie bin is, is the latest on that list. But it is remarkable what the fact that we're here in mid-February and talking about Darvel maybe getting through to the quarterfinals of the, the Scottish Cup and something important that Andrew said though Falkirk will probably be annoyed at all this talk of Darvel and won't want to be a forgotten part of it Very much so and particularly when you see the draw it was made at half past five for the quarterfinals the winner of this tie tonight Gordon is at home to Air United and that will open up an opportunity for a semi-final place at Hamden for a side you wouldn't necessarily have expected to have got that far in the competition um, be that Darvel be it Falkirk yeah. of League One be it Air United of the Championship you know getting to a Scottish Cup semi-final chance of playing Hearts or Celtic chance of playing perhaps Rangers in that semi-final so it's great for the kudos of the clubs it's fantastic for the finances of the clubs and I'm quite sure it will um, concentrate the Falkirk players' minds yeah. this evening As well, what happened to Aberdeen in the last round? It's an interesting one, Cammy, Because there's a very lazy logic of Well, if you've beat Aberdeen, you can beat Falkirk Now, yeah. I'm pretty sure it doesn't It doesn't work that way It might even yeah, g- give more impetus to Falkirk To go and stop this narrative That Hugh Keevans hates the word That's building around Darvel. Um, it might put more pressure on them It might you know, put a target on their back But at the same time There's obviously a shred of truth That Falkirk are not as good as Aberdeen Or shouldn't be And they must go in with a belief That they could do it again Yeah I think Darvel will go in with a belief They've got a squad of players That have played senior football And um, played it really Look at McShane You've got Meggett You've got Caldwell have all I think played it's about it. 8 of that starting 11 You know, I did just glance quickly But I think it's about yeah, 8 and So they're, they're, they're experienced at that level And probably Guys that have played in in big games, I'm I'm not sure if McShane played in um, Ross when he was at Ross County. Maybe played in the cup final at one point. I think they were there around about that period of time. So um, yeah, so again, these guys have got experience. Um, but for Falkirk, again, they'll they, the opportunity is there for them to get to a quarter final, and then the draw that's just been made that gives them more impetus to go and try and. Get to a semi-final That a lot of these guys Might never ever Get the opportunity To do it again And the finances For the clubs Is, is huge I mean this the, This could be huge For Falkirk again Who have struggled financially Over the last few years With dropping down the leagues um, So it's a, it's a big big day mm. for, for both clubs You're right I just checked Ian McShane Played in the League Cup final That Ross County won yep. Against Hibs A midfield battle Against Marvin Bartley They both got hooked Just before the end But um, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the level of it Roger I must admit The excitement though In your voice The thought of an Ayrshire derby in the next oh, round. Oh, whoa, 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 You lampooned me on Saturday afternoon when I spoke about the prospect of three Ayrshire teams in the quarter final of the cup. Now you're talking it up. I think you I just can sense your excitement. Well, listen, you can have Kilmarnock versus Ayr in a Scottish Cup semi final at Hamden. That would be good. You'd be the man for but this is see, this is what we are doing. We're writing off Falkirk. They'll be angry about this. Um I think yeah. it'll be I think it'll be a really good game because if you look at the players Darvel have, and I was down at their training on Thursday night, and you watch them train and you speak to some of the guys, and as well as Ian McShane, there are a lot of players there with experience at championship, league one level. Um they believe Darvel have the quality to come through the pyramid. 
They lost to Trinent in the playoff to get into the yeah. Lowland League last season. They're on course to get into the Lowland League for next season. Um, the Trinent team that beat them could go right through that Lowland League this season and come into the SPFL. Mm-hmm. So they believe that if they stick together under mm-hmm. Mick Kennedy, the day will come that they are an SPFL team. And they will fancy their chances tonight What's happening at the Sun? The, the, the gaffer, the top man Is sullying himself away at Darville training You've not got people that do that sort of stuff for you Oh, listen Like right to get your hands dirty No job too small They train right next to my parents' house You should yeah. have said I'd have got the, the, got, the, got, the got the kettle on um, They probably turned you away to be fair um, <laughs> the, Does it change, Cammy? Because the... the if, if, there, if there was an element of surprise It's now gone The nation knows... Yeah. About Darville And again I'm, I'm not sure Falkirk Needed that But Like I said Everybody now knows You know the pitch is good And they're, they're going to play I mean if they try to play Against Aberdeen They're going to try and play Against Falkirk They're not going to lump it long They're not going to try And turn it into a fight So everyone knows that now Don't they? Yeah they do um, Again the element of surprise Shouldn't have been there With Aberdeen anyways They should have done their homework I'm pretty sure they probably did They just didn't perform on the night um, Darvel are a good footballing team They've got guys And they need to play to their strength They've got guys that want the football Want to pass it through the lines Mick Kennedy's um, trained them very well To play in that style of football So I do expect a, a good tight game tonight Because I think Falkirk will have much more fight and battle in them than what Aberdeen did because that for me watching the game back that's what Aberdeen lacked was a little bit of fight and belief bit of steel in there they, they never shown it they didn't show any of that in that game that Davo beat them um, so it's going to be a, I think it'll be a really tight game tonight Would it light a fire under you if you were a Falkirk player? All yeah. this, you know, the, 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 this idea that Darvel are somehow the nation's sweethearts. Yeah, listen, the the amount of attention that's on this game tonight, this is an opportunity for the Falkirk players to go and show what they can do. Um, and listen, you never know who's watching as a footballer. You want to go and perform on, on the nights when people are watching on TV and taking interest in this. So there's a huge amount mm-hmm. of interest in this game tonight. Do, so it's an opportunity for the Falkirk d- players to form, go and perform. Does form make a difference, Cammy? Because when Aberdeen went there, they were in a dreadful run of form. Yep. They had no confidence, they had no belief, and Darvo rolled over the top of them. Falkirk, they lost a 96th minute penalty at Alawa last midweek. Yep. Otherwise, it'd have been seven straight wins going to Darvo. Yeah, I, I totally. I, I think it really does. I think form's a, a massive um, part to play in, in the way that games go. Um, Aberdeen, it was probably a really difficult one as a player an ex-player I mean they're the ones you don't really want when you get Darvel away and you're on a really bad run of form and you're a big club they're not the game they're not enjoyable games for you because you've nothing to um, to win in them type of games all you've got to do is is basically lose because if you go there and win it you're expected to win yeah. but if you lose it's an absolute yeah. disaster and Andrew McLean we've been well across this Darvel story Mick Kennedy was in the studio after the Aberdeen game we had him on the phone on Friday his team talk is going to be televised again tonight. Can you see it as he pacing around, rehearsing his lines? Yeah, you wonder what kind of pressure that puts on him because it was obviously a... Uh, people made a lot of, of that team talk. People said he, he coped with it very well last time with that being televised. I wonder how much practice he's put into that speech, how often uh, in the last week he's been standing in front of the mirror rehearsing that one. But, you know, he, they've done such a fantastic job and they're a, a team that want to play football, but they're coming up against a Falkirk side that also want to play football. John McGlynn's uh, teams always want to. So it should be an entertaining game of football, Mick Kennedy, you know, he, he I think he's, he's he's enjoyed his time speaking to the media over the past few weeks, he's enjoyed helping raise the profile of Darvel and you just wonder, you know, the the way that uh, they've they've dealt with this, yes they've put money into the, the playing staff but they put money into the infrastructure of the club as well, the playing surface is, is really good here, 
they want to make this really sustainable, this this rise to the top. They want to be in the SPFL, and if they can make it to the next round of the cup, if they can then make it to Hamden, if you can even picture that far ahead, it would you know really accelerate that process. I think. So kick off not too far away. Then we're keeping a close eye on Darvel against Falkirk. Remember the winner will be at home to Air United. 01419511025. Good time to get in touch. I can't think of many, if any, examples of a Monday night where Celtic played at the weekend and we've waited till the back of seven to hear from Ange Postacoglu. But that's the reality tonight. A busy old show and we will do so next. Celtic fans, get in touch, please. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Cammy Bell are here. Cammy, you're about to experience something entirely different here, right? Usually you team up with Hugh Keevens yeah. On the full time teaser Yeah, He's Got a difficult relationship with the full time teaser And I'm not sure your relationship's much better uh, Is that fair? Uh, I'm not being too harsh better, on you I both think right? yeah. So I always try and find a Cammy and Hugh suitable question <laughs> You're about to witness the most difficult question Ever Because this guy needs it, them of, He's of, a genius um, And I must admit When I look at these answers These are these are brutal Absolutely brutal But we'll try it Right We will try it Can you name Since 2000 onwards Roger Hanna Can you name One, two, three, four Five players Who've won silverware Major silverware In Scotland and England In consecutive seasons so I've actually cut it down, right? The Crazy Pony sent it in. He was wanting eight players in general with a sort of longer time frame. But for everyone's sanity, it's a busy show. Can you name one, two, three, four, five players this century who've won silverware in Scotland and England in successive seasons? A good question. It, by the way, it can be... Um, either way around. Either way around. Yeah. Either way it can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scotland and England or England and Scotland. Since 2000 I wonder if 2000 is a clue Is it? Uh, yeah It is actually And then there would be one That's f- like fairly recently as well That you might want to mm-hmm. I would start at either of those And you can f- try and fill in the blanks In the middle Trying to think 2000 Ah, go more recently What about Giovanni van Bronckhorst? No, no, no I'm afraid not 2000 no, Cup no, final no, with no, Rangers no. Alright, I'll give you some thinking okay. time uh, yep. Let's bring in Kevin Who's a Celtic fan on the line uh, What did you make of Saturday's win, Kevin? Uh, first of all uh, Good evening everybody, by the way Nice, nice to speak to you again Thank you. Um, oh, Saturday was brilliant I, I, I think I was just saying your producer there um, the, Every single week We seem to get Better and better The performances seem to improve Maybe not be much But they go up a notch Each week And uh, We're just looking Stronger and stronger um, We're not the team That's stuttering through games We're not the team That's gone Having to come back From behind all the time And <clears throat> We're not the team Certainly having to Try and Do championship Teams that Dodgy goals um, We're just blowing, our te- blowing Teams away um, I was saying as well That The, the draw Against Hearts, I know some. I heard one of the other 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 punters saying that you know it's a very hard draw, etc., etc. I I look at it the opposite way. 
I don't think any of the team, not not a single team, with the exception of maybe Darvel and the weird teams, nobody wants to play us. Hearts, mm-hmm. hearts will be hearts themselves. Robbie Nielsen will be sitting there shaking his head because he's drew us. Never, never, even though it's at Tyne Castle, because nobody wants to play us because we, we're the we're the we're the hardest team to play against in the league by by a uh, by a mile. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, look, when when we ask the question, I'm not not doubting that. I, I don't I don't think um, Robbie Nielsen would think it's easy. It was just more like if you had the choice, you would try and avoid a trip to Tyne Castle. I'm, I'm sure Celtic are heavy favourites, Roger. That wasn't the reason for asking the. The question: What do you make of Saturday? Because Kevin's like, you know, was delighted about it. Um, I've even, I've also seen some people say that the impressive thing about it was that Celtic actually weren't at their best for long periods and managed to win so convincingly. Yes, there's a, a sending yeah, off, and, listen, and, and the you, way the way they put their foot to the floor at the end if, was quite something. If you wasn't switched it? on after 75 minutes at one 0 you would think, oh, oh, I wasn't really expecting to month this still be in this tie. But it, listen, Celtic. Put them away They put them away convincingly In the end When St Mirren were down to 10 men There are a lot of positives To be taken I think You know Rio Hitati Coming off the bench His two goals In that performance Matt O'Reilly Getting his first goal In a while Oh Getting his first goal For the club So I think Kevin and the Celtic fans Will be quite content With what they saw Against St Mirren At the weekend They've now got A former Celtic player Barry Robson Bringing Aberdeen To Celtic Park On Saturday And then Already, we're 13 days away I think people's minds are already looking to Hamden in the League Cup I suppose final. the thing about it, Cammy, I, I quite like it when a scenario, any scenario comes along And busts a, a myth or a cliche apart Because we always hear that cup football is just about getting through It's just about getting through That's all that, that's all that matters Well if that's the case, why were Celtic desperate to keep adding more goals? Why were Celtic not content to just see out the 3-1 and you know, and, and, and cruise through because you're cruising through three one, but they looked absolutely desperate to add more and more, and and almost yes, like I say, there is that caveat that St Mirren went down to ten men, yeah, but it looked like Celtic just kept upping it as the game wore on. But yeah, but that is Celtic at the moment, and it's Celtic under Ange. He wants to continue that that way of playing. They've scored so many late goals that have ended up being really crucial. So you'll want to keep that momentum going that you're building towards the end of the game. You're still really strong going into the end of games because. You'll know there'll be other games that are tighter And you might need that one or two goals Towards the end of the game So yeah they were really good They were they scored some fantastic goals as well That was that was one of the biggest things for me There was really impressive goals uh, Matt O'Reilly's goal was, was great football Throughout the team um, And a fantastic finish So yeah they'll, the Celtic fans will be really happy With what they've seen It wasn't a game without more talking points uh, Roger Hanna what did you make of St Mirren's Red card Subsequent penalty for Celtic uh, Well I think it's a penalty um, I don't know what the rule The rule say It needs to be a red card Because it's a denial of a Obvious goal scoring opportunity it's or something. probably what the ref yeah, would have yeah, said yeah. I, I don't think you, can, you know Anyone's really complaining mm. about it No I think it, You know it was perfectly fine The worry will be I think the injury to Kyogo um, Yeah true a, a recurrence of the shoulder injury At a time when Giacomakis has just left the club Um Although I thought O looked quite sharp in taking that goal Callum McGregor's shot was spilled by Trevor Carson And he was on the spot to knock in his first goal for Celtic um, That will lift his confidence It'd be interesting to see what would happen I was, I was surprised by the substitution when Kyogo went off early I thought O might have come straight True. on and he didn't yeah, yeah. Leela Bada came into a wide area And Dyson Maida, who's playing very well at the minute Was, was through the middle So if Celtic were to go... For any period of time without Kyogo, 
you just wonder if it's a front three of Abada, Maeda, and Jota, and O will have to you know wait his time. Is that important that O got his first goal, Kevin? I think it's well, strikers will kind of say that, wouldn't they? Is that the sooner you go off the mark, uh, the better. It, it took Jackie Marcus a wee while to go off the mark. I know he was injured and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it's, it's better that he gets. It's better that he gets uh, hits the ground running and, yeah. and scores as quickly as possible. I think. I think we might I think there's an argument that Ange probably didn't bring on all, all straight away because when Kyogo goes off injured. He's probably got the experience that Maida's played through the middle, so he still wants to use Maida as that option, keep him on the pitch, and and bring all, all on, if you know what I mean. Because if Kyogo is out for three, four, five weeks, he's he's not going to just rely on all. He's got to probably mix and match it between him and Dyson. So I think that's the main thing. And I would just like to see as well, see with the Tynecastle game. I think it has got to be difficult. I think perhaps mm-hmm. so. I know I said Robin Nelson will be shaking his head, but it's just because we've played that well. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I think. It doesn't get any harder than this for me. Ten Castle Day is the hardest. Up, well, there's an argument for Ibrox, I suppose. But um, and we beat we beat we beat Hearts at Ten Castle is a lot harder than playing Rangers at Hamden if they got all the way to the final. In my opinion, so I think if we beat Hearts, <coughs> and this Rangers fans are saying, "Ah, we tell this guy that the last time we met at Hamden in a cup game, it was us that came out on top." Last season, so um, look, there's plenty of time for bravado in the in the couple the couple of weeks that will follow. Uh, on Kyogo, by the way, Ange Postacoglu says um, Kyogo will have a scan today. Um, he says he does tend to bounce back from injuries, but he's now got options, you know, to replace him. He was also asked about that lead speculation because remember it was the first time he had the chance to answer any questions on it. John Kennedy did the press on Friday and said they tied Ange Postacoglu to the chair. Uh, such was their desire to keep him Albeit I'm sure it was um, with a, a tongue-in-cheek uh, But Ange Postacoglu says None of the speculation came into his thinking In the lead-up to the game at the weekend He says his focus has been on the job he's doing at Celtic I get the excitement around things like that But it's, you know If, if I had a player in a similar boat I'd be telling him Look mate, just keep playing your football And don't worry about anything else All those kind of things are just noise And I'd take my own advice and stuff like that I've been around the game long enough to know how quickly it changes Yeah, If anyone thinks that you know, for the last seven days I've thought of anything but preparing the team to, to play today then um, obviously they haven't got um, a clear idea about what I'm about. Every decision I make for this football club is for the best of this football club. It's not about me, it's not about me trying to achieve something. So every job I've done, I, I've done as if I'm going to be there forever because that's the role of, of any manager as far as I'm concerned. If you go away from that, then you're not doing service to, to the club you represent. So every decision I make is, you know, I'm making as if I'll be here forever, but I won't be because that decision might be taken out of my hands. We lose today, we lose next week. There's a whole different discussion, isn't there? My role in, in this is to keep doing what I've been doing, really focused on trying to create a football team that you know, our supporters are going to be proud of and hopefully give them some, some memories that will last forever and uh, if I do that that's all I need sort of in terms of uh, any credit in my bank Is that it suitably knocked on the head for you Roger? No um, nope. I, No It'll only be suitably knocked on the head when Leeds United appoint a manager that isn't Ange Postacoglu um, They have so far danced with three or four different Candidates without I see someone else has ruled themselves out of it again. Yeah, Schroeder, the former uh, Bruges and Ajax what, manager. What is here. wrong with Leeds? Does this suggest that it's not a good job? Is this would that annoy you if you were a Celtic fan? Because all the guys that were in and around the conversation as well seem to be you know turning away from it. Um, I mean, Ange Postecoglou. There's always di- you can separate different 
aspects of the conversation He's talking about being focused on the Celtic job Which I'm sure he is We never, we still don't still, We still don't know actually if Leeds have even asked the question no. Or if they're going to Absolutely. So it's, it's sort of difficult it's isn't it It's all hypotheticals at the minute And that's why you know, Ange's answered the question in the way it is As I said in the show on Saturday Ange Postacoglu is in a win-win situation If nothing happens And he remains manager of Celtic He's in a terrific job It's a job that he loves A job he's doing with a high degree of success And one that has found him beloved by Kevin and all the Celtic support You know So even if nothing happens He's in a very very good place Yeah I totally agree I think um, Celtic are in a good place And I agree that Listen until Leeds um, appoint a manager we're, we're going to be talking about this Because he's going to be heavily linked with them um, I don't think he's shut off the question there Whether he was asked directly if he if he had been approached by by Leeds would have been interesting to see his response on a direct question to that. Um, but again, I think at the moment Celtic are in a good place, and we'll be talking about this, and we'll be talking about other jobs as well because he's doing a good job at Celtic. So that's going to continuously happen and will happen for Celtic fans because when your manager's doing well up in Scotland, there is teams in England that that do take notice. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone cares really about Leeds f- f- about it from a Leeds perspective up here, Roger. Or not many people listening, but um, th- they're also they're kind of allowing all this to just drag on. They, they don't seem to be very yeah, organised at their end. Yeah, listen, it seems to be the way of a lot, Gordon. Um, you know, it used to be a club would change manager and the new guy would be in a day or two. That doesn't seem to happen anymore. Look at Aberdeen. You know, they've left it drift for a wee while since Jim Goodwin left the club. Um, Motherwell, I might be wrong, but no sign of any replacement at the minute for Stevie Hamill. Likewise, Partick Thistle with Dean McCall. And you look down south, it's not just Leeds, there's Southampton again at the weekend. And every time you look at the, the betting, there's a different guy, you know, favourite to take the Southampton job, which probably indicates Southampton don't know who their next manager's going to be. So clubs seem willing now to get rid of the current guy and take their time finding someone to come in. Watch with interest I suppose 01419511025 Right tonight's teaser Is very difficult I love the I love the standard From the crazy pony But he knows that Roger Hanna And his pal Cammy Bell Are up to the challenge Eight uh, What did I say Five players Since 2000 Who've won silverware In consecutive seasons Successive seasons In England and Scotland Scotland and England Any Try, try to think guys Who have won down south What about Barry Ferguson Nope Thinking of winning the League Cup with Birmingham Likewise Sean Maloney Nope Lee McCulloch Nope What about Neil Lennon Leicester and Celtic Yes Oh yes There's your early one Your 2000 Okay The other one I wondered What about Ki Sung Young Because I remember him winning the League Cup with Swansea But I can't remember if it was his first season Some man Ah Amazing Ki Sung Young Well done The, The only other one I thought about and I remember him, he won his first season up here with Celtic Did Scott Sinclair get a medal before he came no, up? No, he did not So there's two down, three to get One of them, no chance Not happening Even you, Roger Hanna But we'll see how we go with the other two You've not got the most recent one yet We'll okay. see if we can get that next And kick off at Darville coming up Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 Still time to get your calls in In the final part of tonight's show But the game is about to kick off at Darville Let's take one last visit to Recreation Park And check in with Andrew McLean 
Yeah, well, the players are out. Darvel in their blue kits. Falkirk in red tonight, and both teams potentially 90 minutes away from reaching the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. Air United await, but all eyes on Recreation Park tonight. I'm sure there will be a big TV audience and almost 3,000 inside here where temporary stands have put up to house the extra crowd. There's some flares that have gone off as well in the home end. I actually just caught some of Mick Kennedy's pre-match speech to his players. He's thanking them for giving him some of the best times of his life over the past few weeks. He said it's been a fairy tale but he's urging them to make sure that the final chapter of that fairy tale will not end tonight. And you look at Falkirk, they want to be the villains of this story as well. They want to be the ones to get through to the quarterfinals themselves because it would be a massive achievement for them. But you look at where Darvel are in the landscape of Scottish football in the West of Scotland Premier League. If they were able to get through to the last date of the competition, it would be real, real history. The players are just taking up their positions now. As I said, around 3,000 in here inside Recreation Park. There's families, you know, lots of children here as well. This has captured the imagination of the local community, of the whole country as well. We've heard the Darvel story. Will it continue tonight? We're just about to find out. Soldiers of love. Apparently, is what Mick Kennedy called these oh, players. Sorry, I thought you were talking oh, right. about Gordon Diel. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. He's on tomorrow night with Mark Wilson. Maybe that's what I'll call those two from now on. Yeah, apparently, as part of his televised team talk, he referred to his players as soldiers of love. Each to their own. Well, listen. I don't know they, what it means, uh, but it sounds good to me. If Mick Kennedy's pre match team talks can inspire his players the way they did against Aberdeen, then. Fair play to him I spoke to some of the players That I said to you last week And they assured me This wasn't put on For the TV cameras mm -hmm. He does that Not just before games But before training sessions <laughs> And he said Sometimes They've only got 10 minutes Left to train By the time he finishes the chat <laughs> So Clearly He feels The love For Darvel um, The good people of Darvel Feel the love For this team And A little bit of love Can take you a long way Gordon Okay On that note Uh are they going to do it tonight? Who's coming out on top in this one? Give me your predictions, please. I'm going to go for the romance of the cup. Again, are you? Yes, they can do it. It will be an Ayrshire derby at Recreation Park in the quarterfinals. They will be one step away from Hamden. But you haven't factored in Dippo. Oh yes, of course. We'll get to that game when it comes around, of course. But Cammy Bell, I mean Falkirk, one of your former clubs, who isn't? Yep. Um, <laughs> you giving them, giving them the nod. I'm not actually I'm Seriously going to, I'm going to go Darvel Again Extra time though. Oh. I think I don't think it'll go all the way I think um, Darvel will get the job done Extra time Dramatic winner I hope it doesn't dramatic. go on too long Because that bin may get lifted The one Andrew McLean's <laughs> gear's on <laughs> That's true It's actually It's my bin day tomorrow Yeah, yeah, me you've, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to be yeah, careful yeah. About these things yeah. It's blue this week uh, Is it? Mm -hmm. ah, good, thanks for keeping me up, up, up to date on that I've still got a discarded Christmas tree Around the side of the house That I'm getting grief for So if anybody knows If you want, you want to come and cut it up for me Or Are you allowed to just you Chuck that out? Will they take that away for you? Oh yeah you need to put it in the brown bin though Yeah I'll Put it in it though It's massive <clears throat> oh, Chop it up yeah, Chop it up and put it in well, When I get up the road tonight I mean if, granted I've had like 8 weeks to do it but Chainsaw 
Listen, we're not all. We're I'll, not all, I'll bring my we're chainsaw not up all next members week of the rural community <laughs> like you, Cammy. I don't have a chainsaw. <laughs> I'll bring you. I'll bring it up next week, <laughs> and you can well, lend that's it. That's the first time I've heard a chainsaw mentioned in this studio since Alec Ray was here. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, uh, he used to go out in the forest and oh, chop right, things yeah, down. He was he was quite the lumberjack. Uh, anyway, two and a bit minutes gone. Darvel nil, Falkirk nil. A man has been on this show a good few times. Stephen McGinn, captain's armband on for Falkirk. Uh, just. Paid too much close attention by a Darvel player Get a free kick on the halfway line uh, So nothing really doing yet But um, Falkirk, like we said before Wanting to wanting to spoil the party uh, To an extent Now I did say just before the break Roger, we had a tough full-time teaser You were looking for Five players This century Who've won silverware in successive seasons In Scotland and England or England yeah. and Scotland So you've got like Neil Lennon um, did, Oh my word I just had the most disturbing text I've ever received But I'll get to that in a minute um, Neil Lennon at the turn of the century Did it for Leicester and Celtic You've got Key Sung Young Celtic and Swansea Magnificent Great answer one. Any more? What about Kieran Tierney? Yep Celtic Show me your working Celtic and then Arsenal with Yeah the FA, FA Cup. Cup Great You've got two to get One you might get What about One you've got no chance now, I'm just thinking about There's a League Cup final Between Rangers and Celtic in 13 days time Last time the two met In a League Cup final okay. Rangers won El Hadjouf No the, This guy in question Won a league title With Rangers The season after having won A cup In England And the fifth one You can absolutely forget it Because it is brutal Okay okay So give us the Rangers clue Won a league title with Rangers The season after winning A cup in England Okay. Okay. Uh, I had a text from Hugh Evans who says, "I am the sergeant of soul in the army of love." On the back of this Darvel business, I think he's trying to um, put himself forward as Darvel's speechwriter mm-hmm. uh, and Falkirk. I have to say, peppering the goal he, here. He started early tonight, but um, it's. Uh, yeah, Darvel do ride that one out I was just waiting for the ball to nestle there, Cammy just There was survived, a good few efforts yeah. and goal Yeah, it was a little um, stramash in the box And a couple of shots away, a couple off the line And then the goalie makes a good foot save as well So Darvel riding the luck at the moment But and Willie calling the man in the middle The man for the big oh. occasion mm-hmm. A showman just looking at these colours I wonder how many people Who switch on tonight Thinking they're watching Liverpool Everton <laughs> I was going to say uh, Andy Robertson 250th Liverpool appearance Tonight No less Good innings A great landmark Who's up front for Everton Ellis Sims Yeah Hearts last season Yeah um, Big game for him Dominic Calvert-Lewin Out injured He's got yeah. a nod ahead of Neil Mopé Who I think cost about 20 million quid ah, Pocket mm. change down there Isn't it um, On one hand Like personally I don't mind the fact that we've not got round to talking about this, Roger Hanna, but professionally, we've had to neglect it. There's been such a busy show is that tomorrow's the type of night we're going to need to go and pick up the pieces. Saturday was actually all about Wraith beating Motherwell, and Saturday night was all about Motherwell sacking Stevie Hamill, and we've not really got to it tonight because of everything that happened yesterday, but um, what did you make of that over the weekend? Um, it's really difficult times for Motherwell at the minute. They're losing a chief executive Alan Burrows is heading off to Aberdeen They have lost a manager A club legend I don't think the board of directors Jim McMahon and his board Would have taken that decision lightly But I'm afraid in football If you go from October to February Without winning a game Then you're liable to lose your job Um, I don't think Motherwell 
have covered themselves in glory on the field. Um, I don't think the recruitment in January was terrific at all. It's a very imbalanced squad, and I'll be fascinated to see who ends up getting the Motherwell job because you can be a hero by keeping them up and avoiding the first relegation in, I think, 39 years. The flip side of that is, if you're the man that takes Motherwell down, it doesn't look good in your CV. Yeah, look, we outlined all the difficulties, Cammy, because, you know, how can a manager be allowed to sign nine players in the January window, seven, I think, on deadline day, um, yep. or around that time, and then get the sack? But did there just become a point where results are so bad? Is, is the Wraith result so bad it just had to be done? I don't think that the listen the Wraith result is unacceptable uh, for a club Motherwell's size, but I think it's a a continuation of their form. Um, they needed to make the decision at some point. They can't just keep rolling with getting beat every week, or they will get relegated. So the the board um, have came to a decision that they need to change the manager, try something different to try and survive in the league. Um, but it's going to be a difficult one. Stevie Hamill's obviously a club legend, um, great guy, really nice guy. It's just not worked out for him. It's not worked out the way that Motherwell would have hoped so and, and Stevie Hamill would have. But they now need to identify somebody who they can get a, a, a reaction straight away from because that's what they need. They need a, mm. an initial reaction from the players because they've let the club down as well. Yeah, we'll need to get stuck into that one for sure tomorrow night. So Motherwell fans, maybe a bit of time to compose yourself after the weekend and maybe tomorrow a new day, maybe some names start to emerge. So we'll dig into that one. Uh, on tomorrow night's show with the Soldiers of Love, Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. Still goalless, Darvel have had their first opportunities up the other end, um, but nothing doing. So we're looking for two more players this century who have won silverware in back-to-back seasons in England and Scotland or Scotland and England. Kieran Tierney, Neil Lennon, Ki Sung Young. I said one of them's impossible. But the other one you might get. Do you think a guy should have won the league with Rangers and may, may, may have won a cup down south? I'm Defy. No, but you're probably in a decent era of Rangers player, and and yeah, you're not a million miles away. I don't think with the type of trophy won in England, so it was an FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then came up the road and won a league. Are we talking an Alec McLeish team? We're talking uh, Walter Smith no, team, maybe. Now you're testing me. Uh, probably. Probably about McLeish, yeah, I would say. You might tell me I'm wrong when you hear the answer, but mm. uh, yeah, I'd say so. Portuguese, Pedro Mendes. Pedro ah, Mendes. Yeah. Okay, and the last one, honestly, like it even, was a, even like a you, Rangers player. Neither. Oh, even wow. you, Roger Hanna. Aberdeen. Uh huh. So it must have been the League Cup winning team. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So who was in the Aberdeen League Cup winning team? Johnny Hayes, Adam Rooney. See, that's Russell the thing. It's none of them. It's none of them. Did he pl- Did he start? Think of the English trophy that Ki Sung Young won. League Cup. With Swansea. Okay. Alan Tate. Alan Tate. Wow. <laughs> well done. <laughs> anyway, back tomorrow. Tonight was so busy that tomorrow will probably be a bit like Monday night part two, and you never know what's going to break. Tomorrow we'll even have a winner between Darville and Falkirk as well. So make sure you join us. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and myself from 6 o'clock. And Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>